Today we discuss recent headlines regarding racial discrimination at Uber and some ideas on how we can move forward together. Welcome to Colored by Design. This discussion series looks at design through a uniquely biased lens. Our hope is to empower a new breed of creative as they enter into, mature, and navigate through the business world. I'm Corwin, Senior Global Creative Director. And I'm Jesse, Senior Experience Designer. Let's get into it. All right, cool. So Jesse, good to, good to see you. How's it going? Yeah, everything's good. Had a, had a good week. Uh, a lot going on. I think one thing for sure in the design industry and in this this environment that we find ourselves in, there seems like there's never a dull moment. Nope, not at all. Yeah. So you recently sent over an article that you found. Uh, why don't you dive into that? Yeah. So uh, about 11 days ago, there was some some news on on design Twitter. Hmm. Uh, the links were flying around, and um, unfortunately, you know, Uber is in the news again, not necessarily for all the best of reasons. Right. Uh, their head of uh, people or their chief people officer uh, had to resign um, following the results of an internal racial discrimination probe. Hmm. Internal, like inside the corporate? Yeah, or uh, at, a, number the of, level too. a number of people of color had, had brought forth some allegations hmm. uh, that were... Um, Investigated this. This news came after Bozema St. John, who uh, most people are aware of from Apple, mm-hmm. uh, w- resigned and, and joined a different company. Oh, um, interesting. And so people were a lot of people were confused as to why that might have happened. Uh, she had been there for just over a year, and, and all indications were that she was a, a rock star. So yeah, people were, were pretty surprised that she ended up leaving Uber. Um, and it was kind of a troubling sign given their past issues with culture um, as it relates to, you know, diversity. So um, they did, did the piece say that did they did they outline why she left or no. Uh, and she had no comment. Bozema oh, really? has no comment. Okay. Um, she said, you know, she, she's she's at Endeavor now, I believe, and mm. um, wanted to leave that in the past. Um, so the allegations against against her specifically and the HR department more broadly, um, again, were made by a group of, of people of color at, at Uber. They alleged that Hornsey had used discriminatory language and made derogatory head of com- uh, derogatory comments about uh, the head of diversity and inclusion, Bernard Coleman, and had threatened uh, Bozema St. John, as we said earlier. So really? uh, the, the employees claim that Leanne Hornsey, uh, which is the name of the former chief people officer was the main reason for for Bozema to have left uh, Uber so um, it's one of those things where you look at the culture of an organization and you know even with Dara having come in as a new CEO trying to to fix uh, the culture um, the issues that were that came to light after uh, the the young woman had um, I don't remember her name who made the initial allegations about uh, the, the way women were treated in mm. this kind of bro culture. Right. Um, so that led ultimately to Travis's uh, uh, resignation as CEO and the appointment of Dara. Um, but culture can be a very difficult thing to change. Bro, you know? it's, it's, it's so, you know, I, 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 I was listening, you know, I was just on the road driving back and forth to Austin and, you know, it, you know you're listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff, so I don't remember where I heard it. But yeah. some, there's one... Um, you know, uh, you know, kind of report that was saying that, you know, this individual was saying that they find it very difficult to actually change culture. Yeah. Like culture is, you know, if we think of corporations and organizations as kind of entities and yeah. living organisms in yeah. some ways, 
it's like the culture is kind of there, you know, from the beginning. Yep. You know, now we work together at a company here that went through some serious transformation and that they had a very uh, active lifestyle kind of you know, um, corporate culture and, yeah. and, and, and people culture yeah. and they're working out, they're eating healthy, they're about team and unity. And then when they, you know, moved headquarters, um, the emphasis at, at that transition period was to kind of start pivoting a little bit more to, um, more of a strong corporate work environment. Yeah. Still have some of the fun and keep the soul. Cause that's really what people really recognize the company for and yep. also you know the people really loved yep. um, but there was you know perceived to be a need to shift and say hey we need to get a little bit more of a a, a, a stronger work appearance right you know and uh it, but that change took four or five years to, yep. to manifest you know so it's like these things take a long time and a, lot, a lot of people had to leave right you totally you know um, absolutely those are the struggles as you grow from a startup to you know a, a behemoth of a company yep. um, especially when you look at uber uh, a lot of the things that the, the founding team at uber had to go through in order to even get the product to a point where it could possibly survive was one where they were very much sidestepping regulations and challenging cities in different ways and you know they, they had to do that in order to survive and to create this you know 60 70 billion dollar company but at a certain point you have to figure out ways to mature and ways to pivot that culture and you know ultimately that took a lot of people be having to leave and, and go somewhere else or being you know unceremoniously asked to show them the door right, right. um but you know what? Let's step back. If, if culture comes out of, of the genesis of, of an organization, think about a lot of these ideas that we're now living with that have changed our world. Stuff we didn't know we needed. Yeah. Stuff that we, you know, just got dreamt up within the last 10 years yeah. in a lot of cases, right? Um, you know, and, and, and these guys came along and built this, this product. And, I mean, they're just, they're, just, they're just friends and guys. And yep. I don't know if they were necessarily trying to start a corporation when they started going down this road, right? Yeah. I have no insight into the corporation and how it came to life. But I think right now, if you and I decided to say, hey, let's start an app or let's create a product that does blah, 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 it's just going to be you and I yep. kind of winging it and going for it. We're going to work the way that, you know, we want to work. And yeah. probably not, not to say that we're crazy people, but, you know, people, you, you, have, you create HR guidelines for a reason. Because right. you have more and more people that join the company that aren't friends, right? right? You're a different way with your friends than you are with your coworkers. And I think that's probably universally true. Absolutely. And so therefore, like, you know, like I said, I'm not necessarily trying to defend any of the, the, the you know, behavior that just really was just, just was just kind of out of place. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just some of it was stupid. It was like, come on, bro. I yeah. mean, we don't need to treat folks that way, right? And we, we just get carried away and it's just not acceptable. Um, but when you start a company, I don't think you're starting it. When you start a project that turns into a company, that turns into a revolution, right. an evolution, you know, most folks aren't thinking about HR and how I treat folks and talk this, that, and the other. Right. I think we have to now. Yep. Um, but like I said, a lot of people have to get shook out in order for things to really, really change. Right. And, and then you're starting over because you're using, not only are you losing some of that bad culture that yep. you might want to get rid of, you're also losing a lot of knowledge. Yep. And so there's going to be a lot of other hiccups. And then you're also going to see a lot of attrition because there are people there that don't want the culture to change. Right. You know, there's a lot of that. And you're not losing just bad culture. You're losing good culture, good culture too, right? The people that are there that have the talent to take you from zero to 100 
are different than the people that have the talent to take you from a thousand to ten thousand. Right. Right. And recently on on Recode Decode, um, Mark Zuckerberg was there with with, with Kara, mm-hmm. and they were discussing. You know, Facebook has been in the news a lot recently for, again, not the best of reasons. Different type of of, of things happening there. Obviously, not to draw a parallel between the Uber events and, and what Facebook has been in the news for, but famously. Facebook's initial kind of culture slogan that really defined what they did uh, was move fast and break things. Mm-hmm. And on Rico Decode, you know, Kara asked, like, where'd that go or what happened to that? And, and Mark was like, actually, our, we, we had to get rid of that a few years ago for a number of different reasons, right? They, they're a massive corporation now right? Uh, compared to what they were. Um, and the new slogan is move fast with stable infrastructure. <laughs> Which, and right there, you see, like, okay, that's the change, right? Yeah, that's that's the that's the start. That's the change from a startup to an enterprise. And there, you know, like I said, I think again, you're gonna, there's gonna be people that are gonna be like, I don't want to move fast with stable infrastructure. Right. I want to move fast and break things, right. you know. And yeah, and 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 I, I sympathize with those guys, right? But that's why we have so many opportunities. You know, I, I was I was recently surprised to see. Um, um, AngelList has like jobs available with like startups, yeah. right? I mean, I, you know, never even thought somebody brought it to my attention. I'm like, oh, wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. But again, it's like, hey, if I want to move fast and break things, there's a lot of companies I can go to as yep. opposed to staying at this behemoth. Yeah. And uh, as they pivot to be more of a traditional kind of structured organization, hey, I can go do it again. I can go yep. get with another startup. I can go start my own thing. I can go, you know, experience other things. I think that's where we are really fortunate today to have so many options. Yeah. Um, working remote for companies out of Israel or out of, you know, Kazakhstan or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, um, and that's okay. And yeah. I think that it can't be looked at. And I think good leadership knows, hey, as we pivot and change, we're going to see attrition uh, from those that, that just – our core believers in some of these tenets that we're trying to shift from. Right. You know, and and I think fine. that's important to find out, especially for younger designers and, and people who are newer to the industry, you know, what kind of space do you want to be in? What kind of space do you work best in? Dude, um, I've had sure. the opportunity to be at a number of different companies and I'm still learning and, and growing mm-hmm. um, to see what my preferences are. But I've been in the, you know, the 30 person startup. I've been in the, uh, you know, hundred person company. I've been in a five thousand person company, and I've been in a sixty thousand person company. Right, and they're mm-hmm. all very different. Yep. Um, are you a serial entrepreneur? Or are you just living for the hours and the the stress that come with working in a startup environment? Right, the camaraderie that you can build with people that through shared suffering, no doubt. Right, you've been working for seven days in a row. You know, 12, 13 hour days. Um, or, you know, do you want the stability and, and the pace, it's a, bit of a, different, a different pace with different responsibilities of a corporate environment? Right. And I don't know that you can really find that out until you spend time in all of those places. You know, that, that, I think that's a good, good kind of tangent to take. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, um, you know, been designing for a long time, been in the business for a long time. Grateful to have found this profession that I'm completely passionate about in love yeah. with and and want to see everybody get the benefit out of it that it you know that it can you know provide right um, but you do you have to find where is your tribe or where is your you know your you know your your comfort zone yeah and uh, you know I 
I, I didn't grow up in San Francisco in the Bay Area, but I say that I grew up because I feel like that's where I started like really paying attention to life and yeah, found my totally. groove and everything. But I went, when I went to school there and, um, and started working in that community, I was so psyched to meet all these entrepreneurs and yeah. innovators and big thinkers and, and rule breakers and risk takers. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm at home with these guys. Yeah. This is this, this, the, the, the people that I got to work with, both men and women. It was like, it was, it was intoxicating. Yeah. And, you know, and then, then throw in the fact that I consider myself to be a quasi, you know, not a full bohemian slash hippie, but it's like, I don't really care so much about all the rules of life. And, right. you know, uh, my wife and I have built a life of seeking happiness, peace, and, and love. Yeah. Then like money, fame, and you know the top of the hill. Right. And uh, but but again, you got to know yourself, and you got to be willing to say, hey, you know what? I might take a job for less money because it just feels right. Yeah. I might you know find myself doing work like I went and took a pretty extensive time off and worked for a church for a very long time. Yeah. Because. I personally, for my spirit, I needed to be out of the corporate world for a while yeah. and focus on something that had significant meaning um, to me and others. And then, you know, I was, you know, had that stint and then came back to the to the work world and found some new passions, right? And, yeah. and, and, and took on some new, uh, new joys. But I think as these cultures change, it's okay if you say, hey, you know what? I really value where you guys are going, but it's not right for me. Right. I need to find something that works for me. Yeah. You know? And that's not to say that you have to be accepting of cultures that you don't agree with, especially, again, in light of fighting for change and wanting to make sure that if you see things that are happening in the workplace that you disagree with, that you think are fundamentally wrong, there's something to be said for fighting for that change, right? You want to be able to have the most talented people that you can get, um, regardless of their race or gender or uh, country of origin, right? So I think fighting for that change is a good thing. And in, specifically in the case of Uber, um, you know, the the people who were responsible um, ha- are gone, right? Yeah. And you want to try and make the change that you want to see. So there is a balance to be struck, um, certainly. I think those are two different types of conversations that we were just having, right? One, we were saying, you know, this was bad culture and, and someone... and people banded together to get rid of it to make their workspace one that they wanted to be in versus right if you are wanted to be more freewheeling and work in that 100 person startup or 10 person startup that's that's just going to be fundamentally different than working at an enterprise yeah and just knowing that no doubt let's go back to <clears throat> this this uh this culture topic um what does it say um in the article here um it says that um Bazoma, you know, joined Uber after Apple in 2017. And if you don't know Bazoma St. John, she definitely, you know, has a very interesting background. You should check it out. Look her up. She's a very fascinating woman and has, and has come through a lot, but really strong woman and a great leader. Uh, but then it says, you know, she declined to comment, telling Reuters by phone, I don't have anything to say about my experience there. Right. Wow. That's that's like that says a lot. It says a lot. Right. Um and it, it's, I mean, you know, she's only there for a year and change. Right. And she decides to leave to go on to, you know, some other place. I don't know where, but, um, but to not say nothing. I don't, I have no comment right. about my time there. Right. Well, I think, you know, there's a bit of, of a couple of different things going on. One, you know, corporately, you're, you're, you're posturing yourself a little bit from a business perspective to stay above the fray. Um, I think she's now the chief marketing officer at Endeavor, 
which is a William Morris agency um, conglomerate. Um, so it's not that she, it's not like she's out in the cold by any means. She she moved up again, right? right. Um, which is really great to see. Just as an aside, you know, a, a black woman um, really making the, really making moves out there is really cool to see. Right. Um, so on the one hand, I think there's some of that, but then on the other hand, it's like you, you don't have you, a wise man once said nothing at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and she just said nothing. Yeah. Which said everything, right? It's like, I have nothing to say about that. Right. And if you know, you know. If you, you can read through that smoke screen. You watch uh, Handmaid's Tale? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. It's one of the best, <laughs> best shows. Hulu original. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a scene, you know, they have, like, the whole behind the scenes. And I won't yeah. give away any kind of bits, but there was a part where they were kind of talking to the actors about a particular scene. And they were saying one of the characters decided not to comment to one of their superiors that was just giving them the business, you know? And right. The, and they said it was, it was a powerful bit of writing because to understand the power of not saying anything. Right. Um, was, was profound. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it can cut you deep when you don't, cause it can get, it's like, what are you not saying that? You yeah. Know? Especially um, if you know what they're not saying and then you have to say it to yourself. Right. Right. And, right. and then they know that you're doing that. Right. Um, Again, I think that's just a really interesting piece of of knowledge you can pick up um, throughout these conversations. Yeah, no and, and, and these these things that happen is just how to move, right? And how to move in the world uh, in, in a smart way. Um, you know, not. And I think this is one of those examples where sometimes you don't have to say anything to say everything you need to say. Yeah. I wish him the best. I do. I do remember seeing uh, an interview. Um, where this now CEO of, of, of Uber was saying that, you know, to get all this stuff right and to get the diversity, you know, issues under control and things going to take time. And he was saying, oh, it might take six to seven years before we can really get it, right. get it where we need to be. And, you know, it's, it's you know, we, we have a big problem in our world, in our culture, yeah. um, in these corporations, no different. And uh, I, I, I always appreciate the people that are trying to do the best they can. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, you know, we got to be careful because I think not everybody deserves to get painted with such a broad brush. Right. Um, folks are trying to work it out and things that might be offensive to you might not be at all offensive to me, even yeah. though we're the same gender, yeah. same color. You yeah. know, um, it's 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 tough sometimes. I'd like to dig in on that some more because I, I think we've been doing some some work on and, and just the way that we're thinking about these issues. Um, but there's a couple different angles there. One through what may be no fault of his own, Dara now has, you know, a bit of a black stain on his reputation as the CEO of the company. Um, the CEO that was brought in to clean up the very thing that is now surfacing again, right? You think so? Um, why, why do you think so? Why do you think that? Well, just when you think of, um, when you think of Uber, mm-hmm. their push and, and what they've been doing with all their advertising and the way that they're talking with cities and things like that is to say, this is a different Uber. Right, all of the things that you heard in the news about us in the past, when it was related to the settlement we had to pay out to these these women engineers and, these, and, and people in our company, um, related to diversity and inclusion, you know, all of that happened under Travis. Uh, that's that's not me, you know. I I'm bringing a new culture, a new approach to business here, mm-hmm. and, and we're doing things differently. Um, you know, I think that if you see the, some of their ads on like YouTube before the videos or whatever, um, or even on TV, I think they've had a few ads. Um, but he's been out front and center saying this is a different uber you know right and and now this kind of surfaces under his watch 
uh, as having happened, whether or not he hired the woman, um, whether or not he had any direct kind of view into this happening, which I'm sure he didn't. Um, It's still something that's related to having happened under his rule, which kind of makes, not rule, (laughs) under his watch, which kind of makes it look like, oh, it's just the same old Uber um, doing the same old thing. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully, I think I, I would, you know, I would hope that people understand that everything takes time. Um, I, I would hope that they, they that he doesn't get that, you know, that bad rap. Um, they said he most likely didn't hire this this individual. There's still, you know, long-standing mess that they have to un- unravel. I was looking here in this article. It says there's still kind of you know unresolved complaints from when you know eric holder you know do the investigation there and all that jazz so i mean there's still a lot of a lot of stuff to unwind and unravel and i'm sure you're probably still gonna get a bunch of stuff where people are like oh i was afraid to come out with xyz but now i'm more emboldened i'm going to come out and share my story and right i think he's just going to unfortunately get the residual of it all yeah um so hopefully the you know wall street and other leaders and 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 you know consumers and such um give him a, a bit more time yeah you know to work it out yeah and um hopefully hopefully you know that's that's the case i think that if you are a a bear on uber you could use this to say look nothing's changed um but if you're i i'm, I'm personally so optimistic about what they've done as far as the product that they've introduced and the technology and the network that they've created yeah um i think it can do a lot of really positive things for urban mo- mobility and again this just goes back to you know how hard it is to correct for culture. Um, even when you have a world-breaking product, mm-hmm. your culture can bring you down, can bring the, can still bring that product down, um, especially when you look at things like valuations before and after these scandals and, you know, things like that. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what, what plays out. But following from that, another thing that companies have to, have to work through and something that I think everyone struggles with is a lot of the issues related to diversity in the workplace stem from societal issues that are much larger than any one individual company to be able to correct for. Right. Um, When you look at things like the gender and and diversity breakdown of people graduating with computer software engineering degrees um, or design degrees uh, by way of example, I think that that's probably where the problem stems. I think they're seeing less people uh, of color or less women, perhaps, in their hiring processes. Uh, so by default, they're hiring less of those people. They have a, f- a smaller pool to choose from. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't have the numbers. Um, and that, that, you know, you wonder, you're like, are there just less? Right. You know what I mean? I, 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 I personally fail to accept that there are less of any particular race, gender, et cetera, in a, in a field. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not entirely, because obviously we just look like at the population of the United States. There's more uh, of, of one you know, group of people than there are of others. Right. So, I mean, of course, you're going to get some, some, you know, the numbers are going to be skewed as, as it relates to, to, to those kind of facts. Um, but I, you know, obviously having having had hired and, and seen a lot of resumes come through, um, you know, over the years, it does surprise me um, 
how many people you don't see and you right. wonder is it is it because of my company is it because right. of the job that i'm offering does our company have a bad reputation is it location um like here we're in dallas and i'm really i mean dallas is like enterprise software or excuse me enterprise software world oh really you it seems like it i mean yeah. a lot of the companies are here like enterprise SaaS based like corporate corporate Right. companies right however you go back to san francisco you'll find a lot more agencies a lot right. more startup shops a lot more innovation in every way and i think that that environment i've seen it out here i don't necessarily see the same type of talent right here that i saw in the bay area right so you know i don't know i think there's 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 you know is there if we just put like you know the number of female engineers versus the number of male engineers across the country and now globally yeah. just on a spreadsheet that'd be interesting to see yeah. then you got to take into to location you got to take into account um you know company type size um you know the the, the likability of that place that you want to go to like a lot of people want to go to california right so you know they're flocking from all these parts of the country to get to the Silicon world. Valley, yeah, that's right yeah in the world right they're they're flocking they're diving there so what's happening is there's this mega funnel going into the silicon valley and that means that there's some sprinklings and smatterings going everywhere else in the country you know right uh, so i don't know it's interesting i yeah it'd be interesting to see but um, and again, when you start talking about like diversity hires, it is it's the funkiest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, because here, you know, I'm African-American and, um, you know, would it be nice to see other African-Americans in, you know, job roles and stuff that 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 I can help impact? Sure. But again, I at the end of the day, I have a I have a job to do. Yeah. And man, I, I really would love to see more diversity all around us. But when I'm sitting there and I have two or three candidates that I got to seriously consider. Yeah. Man, I can't be. Well, I won't let myself be biased by the skin color or the gender. Right. Because like, that's the very thing that we're trying to avoid. Yeah. Right. So if we start doing it as people of color that find ourselves in position of power and leadership and, 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 and all that, you know, it's like we're just repeating the same mess. And I don't want to do that. I want to, because I, I, here's the reality. I've had amazing people come and want to work here. And I've had to kind of let them know that I don't think this is the best place for you. Right. And I got to tell them that I don't think it's the best place for you. Not because you're not an amazing candidate. Not because you're not, you know, awesome at what you do. But I have to look and say, I know your personality, your work type, the types of things you love to do. That's not what we're doing at this company. Right. And if you happen to be a white male, a white female, a black man, an Asian woman, a whatever, it doesn't matter because after, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice to see when you walk through the door. Yeah. But I immediately got to put my biases and preferences aside and say I have to do what's best for this corporation that I'm asked to hire for. Right. You know. So, um, you know, it, it, it gets tricky. I mean. Yeah. Because like, tricky. how do you address? So we're 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 starting with assumption here, and I think it would probably. Be be, be borne out with the numbers that most companies as it stands right now are not perfectly representative of oh, yeah, never, right the, yeah. with the, the exact right gender race breakdown of their location so let's go state by state because obviously the numbers are probably a little bit different if you look at the country as a whole although maybe not I don't know if Texas has a, an, a perfect representation of the country when it comes to those things although yeah. given given the fact that it's so large it might be close mm -hmm. versus somewhere like Wyoming um, right 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 
so, but even still, they're not starting with a, perp a perfectly representative uh, sample. And then as you hire people, to your point about diversity hires, you can't, I think both sides lose when you make a diversity hire, in a way. And let me explain. We have this issue with affirmative action, where when schools have affirmative action, people of color who are there can be told or people can believe that they're only there because of affirmative action and not because they're 100% qualified to be there. Mm -hmm. That they were the best applicant, therefore they were put into this position, right? Mm -hmm. You're always, or there's a strong possibility that you're disparaged because of the fact that people can use that against you even though you might not have benefited from it at all, you're looked at differently. Mm -hmm. um, now, you're still in the school, so who cares what they think, right, at some point, but that is something that people use against people of color or you know, women in certain areas um, when that's something that's there. When it's not there, that's not there as a, a crutch or a stone for people to throw at you. Right. Um, but on the other hand, if you don't hire looking for that thing, the chances that you stay the same are higher because you're going to get a wider pool of white male applicants than you will black female applicants, given the proportions of society as a whole. Yeah. So it's a catch-22 where you're, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, in a way. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, it, again, I think the, you know, some of the 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 laws and, and 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 things that have been put in place are you know to say look left to our own devices we're not going to do right by each other that's exactly right so you got to start putting some mechanisms in place to say look just try to do your best to even the playing field yep and we all know that even that is still not enough to even the playing field. Right. It's, it's you know, whatever. Especially when you look at it and you're saying, I have to do what's best for the company. I right. have to hire the most talented person. And that's, that, again, not to say that the person of color isn't the most talented. It's just given the proportions of people in the population, it's more likely that you'll see more elite types or, or elite talents in one that have a certain uh, racial and gender breakdown than a, another one. Yeah, and I mean, if you, and even 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 if you're saying, okay, my jo my my responsibility is to hire the the best person uh, for this job, and let's just say that the some of the more um, top schools they produce the best people. Let's just right. say, right? Let's okay. just say that okay, the top schools, the top you know universities in the in, in the country, they produce the best quote unquote best people. Yeah. I don't believe that, but let's just say that they do. Yeah. For argument. And then the lower tier schools, you know, your junior colleges and your, you know, your state schools and yeah, things like community that and college. community college stuff, they, they don't produce as great people. Okay, right. great. So now I start looking at resumes and, and, and applicants from only from those great schools. Right. Well, the people that usually get into those great schools are predominantly of one, uh, one, you know, or a few. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you're going to get a lot of people coming out of those schools that are, you know, uh, not from as diverse of a representation of the United States as possible. Right. Whatever. Right. So again, I get it. It's, 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 it's tricky. So, you know, but I, you know, I do think that, um, you know, as we go about hiring, um, I'll, let me say this came across some new hiring practices that are being used by a lot of corporations, a lot of these group hiring things. Right. Right. 
which is which is cool and I, I like how some of these companies are trying to make it as unbiased of a process as possible right so one company that I that I that I that I learned about they basically say look we're gonna have candidates interview with a variety of uh, people inside the company you may or may not be working with them that's not the point the point right. is that we those eight or ten people know what it takes to do this job right and so they start you know interviewing people to say hey I see Jesse come through the door and you know I talked to Jesse and yeah and I talked to Jesse and you know person interviewer you know all the interviewers talked to Jesse and they said wow Jesse can do the job right and they're given a rubric to grade them on that has nothing to do with anything other than their capabilities yeah so you know whether or not Jesse walked in the room with hot pink fingernail polish doesn't even get graded because I can't you are asked to grade on something completely different right and then we kind of tally those results in such a way that says this candidate has the criteria that we need now whether or not they get to the decision making point how they pull the final trigger and, and make that 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 decision I, I'm not quite sure right but I at least appreciate that 10 people in an organization uh, are conscious to say we're just trying to find the best people for this particular role and we're going to ask those of you who know the role who've done the role who have people that you interface with you know you guys can say yeah that person could do the job yeah they have the skills that are needed yeah and we can start getting back to this idea that we you and i've talked about before and that we've seen you know in in, in documentation this idea of a blind audition right you know I, I love when you can just strip away who i am at all and i wish everybody could do it i even wish we i even wish Every, I wish everybody would do it. Right. Black, white, Asian, you name it. I wish everybody would do it and just get the right people. Yep. You know, um, but unfortunately, I, I just don't think our world is is going to go all the way there. I do think that we're trying to do um, what we can in places, but um, I don't know. I feel like our, our, our country is still struggling with some pretty basic biases that we just can't seem to shake. And yeah. as long as people in offices have that background and and you know don't work to get rid of those biases we're going to always have this problem i i hate to i hate to say it but and and i mean and we've discussed this before but you know one small benefit among a lot of other larger benefits of being a designer is the fact that you have the portfolio right which at least you know can can get you in the door and in right. a lot of other places it can be much more difficult to even get in front of someone to talk yep um so that's one benefit for sure. And I do think that in the design industry, I, 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 <laughs> um, I do like that, right? It's like, by and large, the work is what people are looking at. Yep. Um, however, I do find it interesting um, that um, you can have a background and a resume and a portfolio that is just on par with any other great person and you still may or may not get get a, a you know consideration yeah that's always fascinating and i you know i mean i I've, I've seen people get jobs and i see people that i know that are in positions where i'm like i'm not even being rude you're not good enough to be there right i mean let's be honest <laughs> it's like you're just not good enough yeah and yet you're there yeah and then I see colleagues and friends and other people that are amazing and they wouldn't even get a call back. Right. It's like, you know, um, 
And again, part of it, part of it is, 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 you know, again, it goes to the type of people you're looking to, 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 to bring on. I had a, uh, a friend who, who recently, you know, went on to it, um, took on a new job and they were telling me about their interview process. And they said they came across one company that said, Hey, we see your background. We see all the amazing things you're capable of doing. Yeah. We don't want you to do any of that. If you come here. Oh, Cool. What we need, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, why? <laughs> but what we need is somebody to manage a team that won't break the amazing product that we've made. It works great. It's driving revenue and conversions like nobody's business. Yeah. But we don't need somebody to come in and continue to innovate and create and design new experiences. We need you to maintain what we have here, train the team and teach and coach the team to keep this machine a going keep the money train rolling keep it rolling yeah. don't 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 derail this thing right and that was like and you know the individual said oh that's not the job i want right. so therefore i'm gonna thank you but no thanks yeah but you know so some people are just looking for that right so somebody that might think oh i've got an amazing resume i've got an amazing you know track record and i've done all these this you know i've got this series of accomplishments that would say you should be a, a strong candidate yeah no, because corporations might not want what you have to offer. Right. So, you know, I mean, it goes both ways, right? It's like, you don't know why people aren't getting consideration. You know, you don't know what people are really looking for. You don't know why they may or may not have chosen you or went with somebody else. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of layers in there that I'm like, I just still would love to figure out how can we make sure that companies are getting the people they want, you know, and, and that they need. And uh, people that should get a shot are getting a shot. And uh, and on the same hand, folks that shouldn't get a shot don't get a shot. You know? So I mean, that'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we, we've only scratched the surface of this, um, and, and hiring is a really complex kind of issue. The more that you think about it, and all the variables you have to consider when you're trying to address something like diversity and inclusion. Um, but I'm glad that you brought up that kind of group hiring practice. I think yeah, cool. I have, you know, I I've been giving this some thought for some time, and. Um, to recognize the magnitude of the problem doesn't mean that there aren't people who are doing really smart things to try and solve it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, whether it's Hired.com or ZipRecruiter or any of these other kind of recruiting and hiring platforms. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what specifically all of those people are taking into account um, when they're recommending candidates and things like that, but uh, it's the it's a big problem, but there are, are probably a lot of good ways to solve for it. And yeah. There probably could be better ways, but... Um, I'm, I'm glad to see people are at least taking steps towards that. Yeah. But you mentioned um, some of the things that you were talking about in the design industry. Um, but you were recently on a panel or in, in a part of a discussion um, with some other design leaders in the area. What yeah. was that about? So, yeah. So, um, you know, when I, like I said, coming from, from the Bay Area, there's just so many um, meetups and, 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 and little little groups and you know schools that are doing things so you always feel like there's something going on yeah and and being here in in dallas there are a lot of meetups and there are a lot of uh groups as well um interestingly enough i didn't i, I felt again i felt like i didn't find my my crew right you know so um for a few years i just kind of took some time off just to kind of just lean back and just say okay let me not you know you know, let me not try so hard to, to find drive yourself crazy. Not yeah, finding it. Cause I was getting frustrated. Right. I was getting really soured on, on, on what I was seeing and yeah. I was starting to vocalize it. And that, <laughs> that's just cannot be cool. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but it's, and again, it's just two different kind of cultures, you know, yeah. from one community to another community. It's yeah. like it's, you can't compare, you know, New York to, you know, to Indiana. It's like, <laughs> dude, I mean, it's just, it's just two different places and right. it's fine. Um, so, you know, I, I was I was uh, invited to come speak on this diversity uh, panel at the University of Texas uh, Arlington campus. And that was really cool. I walked into the room and, um, you know, the audience was basically more or less white. There were some other, you know, members of, 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 of our, you know, community represented there, but yeah. by and large students and such, you know, yeah. it's cool. It's fine. The panel was um, made up of a Native American uh, woman, um, an Asian woman, uh, myself, African-American man, uh, Asian man. And a Mexican uh, man. Yeah. Right. And it was like, okay, cool. I remember when I first, and I think, I think every every people group starts to look at diversity and inclusion from their perspective. Right. <clears throat> They're saying, oh, why aren't there more women in tech? Why aren't there more African Americans in tech? Yep. Why aren't there more Asians in tech? Why aren't there more gays and lesbians in tech, or right. whatever it might be? Right. You know. So that was cool to kind of. And again, I think we all have to keep redefining this thing for ourselves and be, if we're truly trying to be inclusive and making sure everybody has a, a seat at the table, it goes across the board. Yep. I, I can't just fight for one uh, group of people. Absolutely. I have to be honest, open, and participate in the struggle for all people. Yeah, and I, I want to zoom in on that, not to interrupt you, but uh, I've been having some of these discussions uh, recently and I think it's really important that we uh, reiterate what you just said you know just because we're looking for everyone to everyone to be more included I, I feel like these discussions can sometimes take a tone to where the white male is like cast as a villain yeah um, and I've seen it time and again where it's okay to make disparaging comments about, oh, well, you're a white male, so your experience doesn't matter. Yeah, not um, cool. it's that's not cool. No, it's uh, not. we need everyone to be on board. Yep. And the the question shouldn't then become, okay, so you want to have more diversity and whatever, cool, that's great. So does that mean that you're taking my job from me? Like because I'm not, I'm a white male. Like I, I'm not diverse. Uh, that can, if that's the tone that we take in this conversation, then logically they're going to feel like, no, I don't want that. I reject that because that means you're going to take my job from me. Right. When in reality, that's not what we're trying to do at all. And we need, we need allies. Uh, we need white male allies. Yeah. Um, and, and white female allies. And so I think it's important to again like reiterate that. And I've seen a lot of conversations where, you know. It, it they it's a non-starter because they can't even be involved because they just so happen to be a white male. And that's the very thing that we're trying to get away from. Um, uh, you and I specifically as black males, we don't want to not be included in conversations because we're black. Right. And so to do the same thing to a white person, it it's, goes against the very thing we're trying to accomplish. So the fact that the audience was white is good. We need a, we need a lot of white audiences to hear what we're saying, yeah. you know, and be on our side and feel that. We're not trying to take anything from you. Um, we're going to add to your experience as well. Right. We, we lived in, uh, went to school in San Francisco, lived around the Bay, various parts of town and all that. And, and we, we settled on Oakland and we fell in love with Oakland primarily because 
it was, in my opinion, it was the mecca of acceptance and love and oneness and unity and all yeah. that, you know, all kinds of religions, all kinds of uh, people, all kinds of ethnicities, yeah. all kinds of different social economic status, you know, up and down. Right. But what was super cool about Oakland is that everybody was down for each other. Yeah. And that was, I mean, and we said it, I mean, I, I'm just going to say it. It was like, we said it numerous times. I like Oakland because there's some cool ass white people in Oakland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you live in Oakland, you're cool. Yeah. You know, because Oakland has, A, had a bad rap for years. Yeah. Some of it is deserved. Yeah. But we were always like, the people that choose to live in Oakland are awesome yeah um one of our best friends their family is jewish mm-hmm. and you know and 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 we grew up hanging out with them they you know moved out here one of my one of my friends that i just truly adore white guy but he's got so much soul it's unbelievable <laughs> i call him he's you know he's more black than me right you know yeah but he's super good guy met some great friends when i went to college there um good good black people that are just down for i mean it's just i i just like that that's just the world that i would love to live in yeah and I, I mentioned that because, you know, just recently there was, you know, Oakland has everybody. It's a, it's a community, right? It's a, it's a tribe of all people. <clears throat> and on the lake, usually people hang out, play music, barbecue, yeah. this, that, and the other. And there are people barbecuing. And you're getting a lot of new people moving into Oakland that aren't part of that same tribe. They're just moving there because it's affordable. It's a great investment opportunity. It's close to, you know, Silicon Valley. You know, you can commute, blah, blah, blah. And, uh there were some people barbecuing there and they kind of tried to make a stink about it. And it took other, it was some black folks barbecuing. Yeah. We got permit Patty all the way out of there. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and, and you know, the white lady was beefing permit Patty. <laughs> and it took another white person to say, Hey, what are you doing? No, it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so everybody's beefing, but it's like, yo, that's what I like. Everybody's got to come to support everybody. Yep. Um, you know, and and that's what we need more of. So the idea that it gets to a race thing. Listen, white men and women can't help that they were born white. Nope. And in this country, sure, it had there are some advantages, no doubt about it. And even they'll they'll admit it. I mean, it, it's you know, let's be honest, right? Um, but again, it's like I've met a lot of good folks. I'll tell you this other quick story. Met some folks who are from San Diego. Mm-hmm. They moved here. And they said, wow, the things that people say that I've never heard said in San Diego, California, I hear in this part of the country, and it's mind-blowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's equally as, uh, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people are equally as appalled, shocked, and trying to figure out how do we fix this. But some people recognize it's just pure ignorance. Yeah. And intolerance that you're never going to get rid of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's just go with the goers, the ones that are down, the ones that want to try to make a better life for everybody. Let's just go with them and, you know, let's all let's all get on and, uh, you know, let's just make a better way. Yeah. Know? So you were telling, uh, uh, you were talking a little bit about the, the panel at UTA. Damn sure got way off topic with that. Yeah, no, we're, we're <laughs> on topic. We're good. So the, to- the panel was great because what was fascinating is that the young lady that was sitting next to me, she was Native American and she was talking about diversity and injustices as it relates to native american culture yeah and i'm like oh my gosh i have no idea what she's even talking about yeah you know it kind of got to some of the different types of uh uh, patterns and blankets and you know the redskins kind of topic you know what i mean the washington redskins and all that and it's like wow i am not in any way 
clued in and tapped into her struggles right and their community struggles so when any people group and i'll just say when black folks are surprised that white folks don't understand the struggles that black folks are dealing with Mm -hmm. it's genuine yeah hey you don't have to i had a great great boss that i really really like she's like i grew up in a town in a state where there were just no black people so i had no clue yeah you know, and it's it's sincere. It's genuine. Some people, oh, you should be more sensitive. You should be more uh, 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 alert and, and woke. And it's like, you. I was sitting. Let me put it to you. My grandmother's Native American, mm-hmm. so I got some Native American blood in, in in my veins. And this young lady was sitting right next to me, talking about some of the concerns of her community. And I had it was just I was I was I was just oblivious. Yeah. And a lot of times people feel like they can't even ask questions because yeah. it's too politically incorrect. Right. Where you want to be able to create an environment where people feel open to ask questions. They may, to, earlier, uh, I was describing to, to, to one of my colleagues why it's difficult to say if black people should identify as black or as African-American. Mm. Um, and... And again, I don't speak for all black people, but I was telling him why it's hard for me to identify as African-American yeah. because I don't I've never been African. That's right. Uh, and I probably haven't been African for 200 plus years. Right. Um, and I have no shared culture with anything from Africa. I don't know if I found out, did a DNA test at one point and found out what parts of Africa I was from. It wouldn't mean anything to me. Right. Right. All I know is America. Right. So it's like this African-American thing doesn't make sense. It's it's very different from something uh, being Mexican-American like my wife from mm-hmm. Mexico, now in America, speaks right. Spanish, her, lots of family in Mexico, right. lots of traditions, Mexican traditions, Mexican foods, Mexican holidays. Right. There's a shared kind of experience that Mexican people can have with each other talking about food and things like that. Right. Or Korean-Americans, really any recent immigrant has a, sh- a rich cultural history that they can go back to and reference with their people. Right. Whereas for black people, what we have is what we've created here in America. Right. Um, and a lot of us can't know where we came from in Af- Africa because they didn't keep great records uh, during slavery. Right. Yep. So it, it was like, so the question that started was, do you prefer to be called black or African American? Mm. But little does, you know, little did this person know that there's this, really long history underlying the answer to that question right uh and why it can be complicated i was saying you know a, a, a jamaican american or nigerian american is very different from a, a black person who was absolutely. born here absolutely absolutely right? but you might not because we both look black to you 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 don't even know that there's two different worlds underneath these people right black people don't even know right you know what i'm saying nobody knows it's just like, oh, hey, man, that's a cool brother over there. Yeah. You know, oh, that's a cool sister over there walking down the street. Until, you, until you, you you might see, you know, they might be wearing some traditional dress or you might hear them speak. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, we're actually completely different. Yeah. Well, my daughter, she goes to a, a fine art school and she has a couple of girlfriends that she dances with. And, you know, these little girls are just girls. Yeah. You know, we've talked to them. Oh, they laugh and chuckle just like any other girl. <clears throat> you know, come to find out, I met her father bro is straight from nigeria yeah like i can't hardly understand him nigerian yeah you know and good dude living a good life you know smart blah 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 but yeah it's like oh i would have never known that your daughters were tech were actually nigerian right they just look like little black girls right dancing you know 
So it's important to have open open channels of communication where you can even say that, hey, like right. this is actually really different. Right. And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. Right. I didn't know that. Now yeah. I learned something new. Now what? It, now take all this that we've just kind of been talking about, and it goes back to that panel that we were at on at UTA campus, and I made the comment. I said it really doesn't matter if you're not good enough you're just not good enough right because it's like we're having this diversity conversation and i said look we're having this great conversation and all these challenges that we all feel you know strongly about but when it comes down to the bottom line if i have to hire this native american girl sitting next to me this gay asian man or this other you know mexican mexican guy sitting there, i don't really care where you're from or what your history is or what you know anything about your dna right i just need to know are you good enough to do the job that we need to go do right you know what i mean are you gonna be able to flow and get along with our culture and and the timing and all that stuff in which we need to execute and is the money right can i meet your needs you know is the salary agreeable to you and if the answers are yes to those things great we can talk over beer and chips and and soda and burgers and 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 learn about each other's culture and share and that's awesome yeah but man i swear for me i just don't care really where you're from right I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, are you good enough to do the job? Right. And and are you better than the other person that I'm kind of having to consider? Yeah. You know, so that that's ultimately where it kind of netted out because we got on this amazingly deep philosophical conversation about everything. And it's like, you can't, there's no common denominator here. You can't make progress on this. Right. So that's where we did start talking about the concept of these blind auditions. It's like, just give people you know just go off their criteria that they present and or ask them for certain questions that's why i do think everybody should be interviewed yeah. i would love for everybody to be interviewed yeah and I'll, I'll speak about you you know when when jesse's been one of the most successful people that i've seen in the last four years but when he came to work with us on paper fresh out of college portfolio yeah. didn't have a whole lot of experience in it nope. and what was there was very one-sided it didn't at all fit what we were doing yeah but, you know, we saw a role that, you know, you could support us in. And we said, okay, hey, sure, we can give this guy a shot at this level. And then lo and behold, the dude gets in the office and he's super brilliant, super smart, extremely passionate, quick learners, did more work in eight months than most people did in, you know, two or three years. Yeah. Because there was just great opportunities and he happened to find great people that were willing to partner with him and, 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 and work with him and et cetera. And, and boom, you know, off to the races. So. Yeah on paper even on the resume you know in a lot of cases you wouldn't have got considered yeah i mean i can, i think i got lucky and there's a lot of it that, that requires luck yep i mean we look at this stuff the talking about diversity and all this that and the other i was listening to uh the ceo of binance one of these uh cryptocurrency exchanges that i yeah. just absolutely i'm all into the crypto and bitcoin and blockchain and all that jazz but this guy said hey you know, they are asking him a question. He's like, let's be clear. A lot of this is luck. Yeah. And a lot of it is luck. You are an African-American black man, whichever one you want to be called. Mm-hmm. Great job influencing, adding tremendous value to your organization. Hey, I'm a black man. Got a great job. At My wife's a black woman, blah, blah, blah. We know gay females. We know that. And everybody's contributing. Yep. Some of it is luck. Some of it's who you know. Some of it's who you meet. Um, you know, so I think the racial topic, I think if people just gave more folks more of a chance, yep. I think they would find more of what they're looking for in candidates and in people and, and, and skill sets that they need in these companies. Yeah, you totally. Know, so. 
so yeah but like i said i think it, it, it's 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 an interesting discussion and uh it you know at a certain point especially in the design world you can get down to the fact of hey can you do the job are you good enough yep you know what i mean and again it is a lot of luck and uh we need one another man we need to we need to work with each other for sure so again i i wanted to share um a story that i heard uh on uh, another great pod podcast uh, um was it how i built this no it's masters of scale mm. um on masters of scale he had the ceo of TaskRabbit there um and she was uh, a high up executive at, at Google at one point, um, a black woman, um, which is kind of why I, I, I was drawn to the episode. Uh, you just don't see see a lot of that, so it's always good to, to see when you can um, when you can hear and, and learn some things from them. And the topic of diversity came up. Um, TaskRabbit, if you don't know, is an app that allows you to um, hire people to do. Uh, small tasks around the house uh people who, who do these things are called taskers but you can do anything from change a light bulb to mow the lawn to you know any number of these different things that people want to get into um but she was working at the time with cheryl sandberg was also there at google and she was discussing with her why she didn't see very many black people at google and wanting to figure out how, what they could do to help fix it and she, and and the story goes um cheryl told her well i, I you know i i want you to to, I want to help you with this, but I can't be the one that does it because I'm not black. You have to take that and you have to own it and you have to figure out how to make this work. Um, and so she really empowered her to go about the business of, well, if you want to see more people who look like you here, what are you doing to make that happen? Um, you know, and, and, and empowering her to go do that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that's good advice for everyone. You know, yeah. if you want to see more people or you want, if you want to work with a certain team what are you doing to help build that team it doesn't matter if you're the hiring manager if you're just a person who is on that team or or whatever uh you can contribute in some way to building the team that you want to see whether that's reaching out to more people that look like you or more people that you want to see in your space and helping empower them you know maybe you can do portfolio reviews or you can do any number of things to help to start contributing towards building that team. If you want to see more women, reach out to more women in your network. You probably have a, a wide network of people. Or if you want to see more black people, reach out to more black people. You know, Or even if you're not black and you know black people and you want more black people to be there, whatever. Yep. Whatever you want to see, do, what you, do the best that you can to um, bring those candidates in, to recommend them to people who are doing the hiring, um, and, and to work on ways to build in the team that you want to see. Feel empowered to do it yourself. Yeah, I think that's a good point, especially the empowering part. You might get a string of candidates, and you have to be honest, right? You might get a string of candidates that you say, wow, this is exactly the group of people that I'd love to see in here. Yeah. And they fall flat in XYZ way. Right. Don't have the skills, don't have the, the business acumen, don't have the education that's needed, whatever. Go back and say, how can I help? Because that's where the problem really might be right. that you can help solve. Right. There's a ton of problems to solve across the landscape from 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 every from everything we do in this world and and you might be able to go make a change or make a difference and say you know what i'm going to go teach classes on how to interview yep. effectively or yep. i'm going to go teach classes on you know um you know understanding you know metrics and data analytics so that you can better communicate your 
impact from a design perspective. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? I'm going to teach you how to dress for success. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean suit and tie. That could mean, you know, something else, right? So, I mean, there's all these opportunities that you can, you know, go and, and make a difference and, uh, and and add value. And I, I like to think that some of what we're doing here is kind of contributing to that at some level. Totally. I think that's one of the things that we're hoping to get out of this, as we said earlier, to, to be able to empower a new breed of creatives um, as they enter into this business world and, and figure out ways to uh, make a greater impact, um, not only on our our community but uh, you know the design community as a whole so absolutely that's a good place to wrap it up all right see you next time yeah thanks for your time thanks for listening to stay up to date with all things colored by design find us on instagram by searching colored by design a podcast